European Heart Journal, Case Reports 2022. I'm Sophia Katan, podcast editor. Today I'll be talking about a case report by Muzakir Ahmed, Peter Cabo, Isnaini Rahma from Faculty of Medicine, University of Hassanuddin, Indonesia, titled Provocative Testing Using Low-Dose Oral Flecainide for Diagnosis of Brugada Syndrome, a report of two cases. Brugada syndrome is an inherited arrhythmogenic cardiac disease that was first described in 1992. It is characterized by coved-type ST-segment elevation in right precordial leads. Brugada syndrome affects more men than women, with 80% of affected individuals being men aged around 40 years. It has an increased risk of sudden cardiac death due to ventricular fibrillation, therefore risk stratification for accurate diagnosis and treatment for individuals at high risk is important. In patients with suspicion of Brugada syndrome, drug challenge with class 1 antiarrhythmic drugs is used to unmask type 1 Brugada ECG pattern. IV flecainide and ajmalin are commonly used drugs, but their usage is limited in many countries due to their non-availability. The recommended dose for oral challenge is 400mg of flecainide, although there's a lack of evidence to support it. This case report presents two cases of asymptomatic young males with suspected Brugada syndrome who successfully underwent drug challenge using a lower dose of oral flecainide 300mg. Patient 1. A 21-year-old man was seen in outpatient clinic after being referred for review of his abnormal ECG finding. He was asymptomatic with no palpitations, dizziness or syncope. He had no comorbidities and was not on any medications. He did not have any family history of sudden cardiac death. His physical examination was unremarkable. His blood tests, including biochemistry, eusenes and blood count were normal, as was his transthoracic echocardiogram. 12 lead ECG showed saddleback type ST elevation in lead V2, suggestive of Brugada type 2 pattern, with PR interval of 160 milliseconds, QRS of 80 and QTC of 398 milliseconds. Provocation testing using oral flecainide was performed in the hospital in a fully equipped setting for cardiopulmonary resuscitation if required. 300 milligrams of flecainide orally was administered and isoprenaline was prepared as antidote. The patient had close monitoring with continuous ECG monitoring over 24 hours. In addition to this, he also had 12 lead ECGs at 15, 30, 60 and 90 minutes and then hourly for the first 6 hours and then every 2 hours until 24 hours were completed. The ECGs were performed as standard with V1 and V2 located in the 4th intercostal space and also as upper right lead placing V1 and V2 in the 3rd intercostal space for a higher sensitivity. The test was positive with ST elevation in V1 to V3 30 minutes after flecainide administration and reached maximal positivity at 3.5 hours with ST elevation of 11 mm in V1. PR was 180 ms, QRS was 124 ms and QTC was 525 ms. The patient remained asymptomatic throughout and no arrhythmias such as heart blocks or tachyarrhythmias were noted. The patient was discharged home after 24 hours. In summary, this patient had an inducible type 1 ECG after drug challenge. 
He was given lifestyle advice to prevent arrhythmias, such as avoidance of drugs that could trigger arrhythmias, avoidance of excess alcohol intake, and prompt treatment during febrile illnesses, avoidance of exercise related to hyperthermia, excess dehydration, and electrolyte disturbances. Genetic testing was not offered due to unavailability, but his first-degree relatives were encouraged to undergo screening with clinical evaluation and ECG examination. The patient remained asymptomatic at three-month follow-up. Patient 2. A 28-year-old man was seen in outpatient clinic for a routine checkup. He was completely asymptomatic with no personal or family history of cardiac disease and no family history of sudden cardiac death. He did not take any regular medications. His physical examination was completely unremarkable and his blood tests including biochemistry, blood count and euthanese were normal. His echocardiogram did not reveal any abnormalities either. Baseline 12-lead ECG showed mild coved ST elevation of 1.5mm in V1, suggestive of Brugada pattern. The PR interval was 180 milliseconds. QRS of 100 milliseconds and QTC of 412 milliseconds. On the oral flecainite challenge, the patient developed ST elevation in V1 at 30 minutes, reaching maximum positivity at four and a half hours, with ECG showing ST elevation of 3 millimeters in V1. His PR interval was 200 milliseconds, QRS of 120 milliseconds and QTC of 436 milliseconds. The patient remained asymptomatic throughout and the ECG monitoring did not show any arrhythmias. The patient was discharged home after 24 hours and remained asymptomatic at two-month follow-up. The patient was also given lifestyle modification and family screening advice. This case report demonstrated successful use of flecainide 300mg for Brugada syndrome pattern ECG provocation testing. The typical coved ST elevation developed after 30 minutes of administration and maximum ST elevation was identified at 3.5 and 4.5 hours respectively in both the patients which is comparable to the IV preparations. It was implied from persistently coved ST elevation at the end of the study that the oral preparation had a slightly longer offset than the IV preparations. However, no adverse events were noted during the procedure and post-discharge. Brugada syndrome is investigated in patients with specific ECG patterns. Type 1 is characterized by a prominent coved ST segment elevation displaying J-point amplitude or ST segment elevation of greater or equal to 2 mm followed by a negative T wave. Type 1 is the only ECG diagnostic pattern of Brugada syndrome. Type 2 has a greater than 2 mm J-point elevation, greater or equal to 1 mm ST segment elevation, and a saddle appearance and followed by a positive or biphasic T wave. Type 3 has either a saddle back or coved appearance but with ST elevation of less than 1 mm. Both types 2 and 3 are not diagnostic and should only be considered suggestive of the disease. A drug challenge with class 1 antiarrhythmic drugs is indicated for the diagnosis of Brugada syndrome in cases in which the disease is suspected. This could be when the baseline ECG is normal, 
but the patient has been referred for familial screening or when the patient has a suspicious or non-diagnostic ECG, such as type 2 and 3. The commonly used medications for this challenge are IV, agmelin, and flecainide. Clinical data that support the diagnosis of Brugada syndrome include type 1 ECG pattern, either spontaneous or illicit by class 1 antiarrhythmic drugs, and at least one of the clinical criteria. This includes 1. Family history of sudden cardiac death in a family member younger than 45 years of age and or having ECG type 1 in family members. Number 2. Arrhythmia-related symptoms. Number 3. Documented ventricular arrhythmias. To date, the only proven effective therapeutic strategy for the prevention of sudden cardiac death in Brugada patients is the intracardiac defibrillator. After the diagnosis of Brugada syndrome, patients are risk stratified and those with a high risk of sudden cardiac death are offered ICD. These include patients who are survivors of life-threatening arrhythmias, syncope, polymorphic VT or VF inducible on EP study. Asymptomatic patients with type 1 ECG pattern after class 1 antiarrhythmic challenge and no family history of sudden cardiac death are closely monitored as was the case with the two patients in this case series. Patients with Brugada syndrome diagnosis should be given lifestyle advice such as avoiding drugs that would induce type 1 ECG. Fever is thought to trigger ventricular arrhythmias in Brugada syndrome patients and should be encouraged to treat aggressively. Symptoms such as syncope, seizures, nocturnal respiration should warrant urgent cardiology review. All patients should have a regular follow-up. Family screening is strongly recommended and genetic testing when available is also recommended. In this case series, the author supports the use of a low-dose oral flecainide as an effective method in unmasking type 1 Brugada ECG pattern when IV preparation is unavailable. It is recommended to closely monitor patients with continuous 24-hour ECG monitoring and the test should be performed under supervision in a safe setting. The author suggests the following learning points. Electrocardiographic pattern of Brugada syndrome is often concealed and can be unmasked by potent sodium channel blocker. Drug challenge using low-dose oral flecainide is a reasonable alternative method for diagnosing Brugada syndrome. Thank you to the authors of this case report for highlighting this interesting case report for us. And thank you for listening to European Heart Journal Case Reports podcast. References and original case reports are available online. Visit academic.oup.com forward slash EHJCR for other interesting case reports. Music is Computer by State Shirt.